Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. Can you imagine being a police investigator? Something out of Hollywood, right? Well, I have someone with me today who's been there, done that, brushed it all off and is now forging ahead with a career in the corporate world. Jackie Clark has always set her sights high and wide with success along the way. Currently, she's the first ever female senior business development manager at a global insurance firm. Don't tell her she's been lucky. Women's success is often attributed to luck. No way, she says. Success is a result of bloody hard work and competence. A little later, Jackie has some advice for other women who might be starting out on their own career. I hope you enjoy this chat. So Jackie, what does a plain clothed police officer do? And is it anything like on television? Uh, So basically, I worked out of the Perth Detectives Unit, but I wasn't a qualified detective. So I was part of a team of three and we were created to target street prostitution and help get girls off the streets, but also target the men looking for street prostitutes. So because I was in plain clothes, I was known as a plain clothes investigator. So it's being in the detective's office uh, and being female meant that I was exposed to a lot of high risk stuff which was uh, sometimes exciting, sometimes terrifying, uh, a huge eye-opener for a 20-year-old. So it's a little bit like TV, but a lot more boring. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot that. more paperwork. I was actually on TV, uh, on a reality TV show about the police force. So, yeah, it's a little bit like that. <laughs> wow. We don't solve crimes, though, in the hour. It normally takes a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Thank you for busting that myth for us. Becoming a plain clothed police officer it seems to be quite a long and involved process is it and what made you decide to join the WA police force uh so originally I wanted to be a submariner in the Royal Australian Navy but I have an underactive thyroid um so I couldn't pass the medical uh so I disappeared traveling for a while until basically I was old enough to go for the police which to me was just like second to the military I waited till I was 19 because that's how old I had to be to sign up. And yeah, I had to do a physical examination, which was pretty tough, actually. I struggled to do (laughs) sit-ups and I had to do written examination, which wasn't too bad. It was based on sort of year 10, 11 from memory. And from there, I had to do a panel interview. And yeah, I was accepted after my first one. So straight into it, really. (laughs) And at that point, was there many women doing what you were doing? From memory, in my academy, I had, there was 30 of us in total, and I think there was about six women. So I I believe it's getting better. We're talking a fair way back. Um, So I know it is getting better, but there was a real target for women to join, especially young women, I think. You left after around five years. What led you to transition into the corporate world? 
uh, purely by accident. So um, I left because my dad got really sick. He was diagnosed with prostate cancer and PTSD, uh, which came about from his Navy days. So he had a heap of health issues. I was struggling watching him suffer whilst also working long shifts, night shift. So basically I wanted to have quality time with him. So I didn't have a job lined up and I left. Pretty scary to do that. And I approached insurance companies looking for investigation work. And my plan was to kind of do some work in the insurance industry and then go back to being a police officer. So once I found this job, I thought it was an investigator job, but it was actually a case manager job managing workers' comp claims. I didn't even know what workers' comp was because <laughs> the police don't have it in WA. So, yeah, I just started. I remember my interview was the day after I'd been on TV for the Force TV show and the lady who interviewed me had seen me on TV. <laughs> and all we talked about was the fact that I was on TV the night before and I got the job and sort of fell into it and loved it. So here I am. I love that. I love that. And your dad passed away. Yep. And so you had spent some real quality time with him. What was that like to just be able to, to focus on that? Yeah, when I look back, it's the best thing I ever did was leave the police to have that time with him. So I helped my stepmom care for him, basically, and I was able to go down there and spend a couple of nights with him, spend weekends with him. We thought we'd get six to 12 months out of him, and we ended up getting five years out of him. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is it that you do now? Uh, so I work for an insurance company and I'm a senior business development manager, which is a new role that I just started late last year after relocating from Perth to Melbourne to take on a national account manager role here. So since I've moved to Melbourne just over two years ago, I've had three different roles, <laughs> just working my way up. I'm really enjoying the business development role. So my my old role was about maintaining clients in the workers' comp industry, and my new role is now about winning clients um, and also promoting our business and what we do. Awesome. And it's a male-dominated industry, I understand. Is that is that true, and how do you deal with that? Uh, it is very male-dominated. Um, I'm the first female in my company to be in the role I'm in ever, so that's pretty exciting. Woohoo! <laughs> um, I, it's not so much about dealing with it. I think it's just making sure that I stay true to myself. So I I mean, I grew up with brothers. I've got five. So I'm used to being the only girl in a room. Originally, I really tried to fit in with the boys. Like I would drink beer and talk sport, which I actually really love. But, um, but now I've really developed my own style instead. And I'm really happy to own that. I think being a good salesman is being honest, being trustworthy uh, and delivering. And I think I can do that regardless of whether I'm a man or a woman. So um, I've got a really supportive management team, which helps, a really supportive boss, and they're all really good at looking outside the box. So if I come to them with some weird and wacky ideas, they're pretty good at supporting me at, at where I want to go, which is good. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are frightened of the word sales. Yeah. And a lot of the women that I work with are frightened about sales. But one of the things, and I don't know if this is true for you, but one of the things I talk about is actually sales is actually just about relationships. It's not about... Yeah, 100%. Slamming yeah. the sale. It's just about how can I help you and how can I serve you and how can I provide value? Is that how you feel? Yeah, I think there's still a bit of a stigma of the old car salesman approach and um, that's totally not my style. <laughs> and I think it's just about bringing your true self to the table. Yeah, I love that. So Jackie, why do you think sales in insurance is male dominated? Uh, I think a little bit of it comes from 
I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying it, but ego. (laughs) It's more acceptable for men to have an ego than it is for a woman to have an ego. And I don't think we back ourselves in that that relationship-based role. Do you think that if a woman behaves in a way that's confident and assertive, that they're told that they're aggressive versus a man who just comes across as confident? Yep, 100%. I've, I've been told it in the past. I've been told to check my ego because I've come across as confident and um, I think the word that was used was sassy, which I really hated, <laughs> and I got told to check my ego a little bit um, and that was in that industry. So, yeah, I think it's just the way it's always been and it should should change a little. <laughs> wow, I'm hoping in your current role that you get to shake that up a bit because oh, yeah, if, there's, if there's anyone that's going to do it, it's going to be you. <laughs> yeah, and I think having the right support makes a huge difference like having my manager is really supportive and my manager's manager is really supportive so that really helps as well and they know me well they know how I work so they don't call me sassy that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) I love that and um you're a smarty I mean you've recently finished a psychology degree at Swinburne Uni why did you do it and how did you manage that with working full-time uh so I'm a bit of a geek I love I love reading I love learning Uh, I always wanted to do a psychology degree. I had thought about doing it. um, So my whole big plan was to go into the Navy, be a submariner, do a psychology degree. Like that was always my big plan, um, which kind of got thrown in the in the mix a bit. So when uh, when Dad passed away, I suddenly had more time on my hands because I wasn't spending that time with him. So I thought, why not? So I signed up with Open Universities Australia, which was through Swinburne, and I did it remotely. So it wasn't, like, I won't say it was easy, but I did enjoy it. There was lots of holidays where I lay by the pool with a textbook. I'm a long distance runner, so I also recorded my notes and I would go for like a two hour run whilst listening to my notes as a way to retain the information. And yeah, it was one of one of the highlights of my life, to be honest, to be able to graduate and know that I'd achieved that. So it must have felt amazing. It did. <laughs> What do you say to those who might, without even realising what they're saying, um, talk about how lucky you are? Because I know you've written an article on LinkedIn which got a lot of views and got a lot of traction, and I'm curious about your thoughts on that. So it really does my head in when I get told how lucky I am. Um, I've had plenty of down moments in my life, um, but I think we create our own luck with hard work. So I got relocated to Melbourne from Perth, which a lot of people said that I was really lucky to do, but I actually worked my butt off in the industry for nine years over there to be able to achieve that. So and moving states is actually really, really bloody hard work. <laughs> so I think we should be crediting ourselves a bit more for our hard work rather than just thanking our luck. I'm incredibly grateful for my opportunities and I'm incredibly grateful for my life today. I have grown up with privilege, but I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a message that lots of women need to actually hear. Yeah. Do you think women are too humble and attribute their success to luck? Uh, Sometimes. I think sometimes we're told not to brag because it means we'll have an ego and heaven forbid we have an ego. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that women just don't support each other enough and that's part of the reason. So rather than celebrate our success and hard work, we stay quiet because other women might tear us down. So I'm not sure how we stop that, but I'm a big believer that it needs to stop. Yeah, I am so with you. And it's interesting because I do hear often that women do support women, but in the work that I do, I don't necessarily see that that is the truth all the time. Yeah, I think it's definitely rare 
to see it. But when we do see it, we're going to call it out so that that change happens. Totally, totally. Because I think women together can do so much more yeah. than if we're all trying to do our own thing. Yeah. What advice would you give to other women who might be starting out in their own career or not sure which direction they should be heading? If they're not sure which direction, I say just jump in and see what happens. <laughs> That's what I did. I would never, I never thought I'd be in insurance, uh, but here I am. And I don't just, I'm not just in it, but I love it. So work out what you enjoy. And when I say that, don't just mean like hobbies, like what strengths do you have that you enjoy? So I like learning. I like competition. I'm good at building and maintaining relationships. So finding a career or a job that fits those strengths and those strengths that you enjoy, I think is probably my best advice for it and ask questions like never be afraid to ask anything find a supportive group put yourself out there it's pretty amazing what you can do when you just step outside your comfort zone a little bit yeah that's awesome uh a question that i think our audience would love to hear is you have referenced a number of times navy 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 is there a piece of you that is still striving to get into the navy or is it no. So that was my dream as a little girl. Okay. I was going to be the first captain of a submarine and I had <laughs> dreams of it. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and it hit me really, really hard when I couldn't get in because of medical reasons because I'd studied my butt off to try and get in. I knew the names of everything. I knew the ranks. Dad had been a submariner my whole life. Like, So it really hit me hard. But, yeah, putting on a backpack and travelling for a bit really helped to, I guess, close that occasionally like on an Anzac Day parade or something I kind of look at them going oh wow how different would my life have been if I'd gone down that path but if I had the opportunity tomorrow to join up I wouldn't really interesting isn't it yeah (laughs) and I hear someone told me that you're thinking about writing a book about your dad I am I've sort of started but I'm yeah it's very emotional (laughs) I can imagine a roller coaster ride Yeah, yeah big time when do you think you'll be finished that book I don't know, but my goal this year is to definitely have it started. Uh, And I've I've kind of set little goals around where I want to be along the year just to give me a bit of a push. So, But I'm sorting through some boxes of his stuff to help create a timeline. And that's just been really, really emotional, but really magic as well, like finding old photos and things like that. It's really beautiful. That must be lovely. Yeah. And quite tearful. Yeah. (laughs) Jackie, thank you so much for being here. I love that you have been super honest about all the things that we've spoken about and that you are showing us that it's not about luck, it's about hard work. And it's just about being determined. And I'm really grateful to have you in the studio recording for Tea with the Queen. Thank you so much for having me. That's Jackie Clark. What a testament to hard work. She's awesome. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you loved this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. If you want to contact me directly, all the details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. It's also where you can find my new book, Go Getter, in which I share practical tips to take control of your life. Speak to you soon.